0: Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about pushing your friends to like the things you like, and the only podcast in the world. I'm Jason Edwards, with me as always.
1: <laughs> I'm Kelsey Goldman.
0: And with us as as per usual, but usually unacknowledged, is the the great Sarah Shepard. Oh,
1: that's really nice. Executive producer of Executive my heart. Executive producer
0: of the show and of our hearts.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love that.
0: Isn't that nice? It's so nice. It's been a while since we did one of these.
1: Yeah, I mean... People were demanding it. We had to get That's on. That's true. It.
0: The people, the people c- c- will not be silenced. The people, people will cannot not be Cannot silenced. will not. The will of the people must be acknowledged, mm-hmm. and for that reason, we have reconvened to, uh, you know, discuss something that everyone else is already tired of talking about because it happened like almost a year ago now.
1: That's why this show is dedicated to one Morgan Stewart.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's going out to you. Mor- this is going out to Morgan Stewart, friend of the podcast, and certainly does not want to hear my thoughts on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but we will get into that. Um, we will get into that. So the show we're talking about is, of course, what else could it be? It's the Mandalorian. The hot new show that everyone's still talking about. <laughs> swept
2: Emmy nominations. Got so many Emmy nominations. More than anyone thought a TV show about Star Wars would receive. I can't tell if she's being sarcastic or not. <laughs>
0: No, that's, that's, that's accurate. That's true. That's a facts. true fact.
2: Okay. 100% fact. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't have the numbers as to if any other um, Star Wars shows have gotten Emmy nominations.
2: But if you look at all the surprises and sub snubs lists, all of them include Big Surprise, Mandalorian. We <laughs> got a lot, right? And Best Drama.
0: Wow. Which, wow.
2: The, granted, they expanded the category so that we could also get stuff like What We Do in the Shadows for Best Comedy, which, <laughs> one, wholly deserved but usually doesn't happen yeah, yeah.
0: It is, it um, is the best, the best comedy. comedy category
2: is gonna tear my heart apart this year it's
0: so hard <laughs> so yeah we got the good place in there too this year right yeah there's a show we should do a, we should do a podcast about that show that's a good show
2: yeah and there's never been a podcast about the good place
0: <laughs> what what are you saying
2: there's so many Good Place podcasts. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I mean, the, the podcast we're doing is not like... We're oh, not breaking new ground here, either. No, an
2: episode about The Good Place. Not like yeah. a whole separate podcast about The Good
0: Place. I'm saying if originality is, is is the goal, podcasting is not the game for you.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, not anymore. No. Once upon a time.
0: So, Kelsey, mm-hmm. you have watched all eight episodes of The Mandalorian.
1: More than once, yes.
0: And that, The Mandalorian, for those who don't know, I guess, is a television program, a web series, technically premiering on Disney+, Plus, um, and set in the Star Wars universe, uh, created by mostly John Favreau, though there are other creative voices involved that we'll get into later. But it follows the journey of one Mandalorian uh, after the fall of the Empire, roughly five years out from the end of Return of the Jedi. This Mandalorian is a bounty hunter, much like everyone else's favorite Mandalorian, or that's also up for debate. We can get to that <laughs> later, too. Boba Fett. He looks like Boba Fett. He acts like Boba Fett because he's a bounty hunter. He's out there doing his thing. But what's this? He he's takes not a, Boba Fett. He takes a job. It's not Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> honestly, before we started watching the show, I still was not clear if this was actually Boba Fett or not. <laughs> Although we'll get into that later too. Because that might change next season. But he gets he gets oh he takes God. a job and ends up coming across one little little guy who stole America's heart. One Baby Yoda,
2: America's heart, the world's heart. That's true. The galaxy's heart, <laughs> the universe's heart.
0: There's something very funny to me about imagining Baby Yoda as a uniquely American phenomenon, even though I know it's mm-hmm. not.
2: And and the show, I think it's important to note, the show refers to him as the child, yes. not as Baby Yoda. Yes,
0: but everyone he's a, the world, a child of the
2: Yoda species. Yes. yes,
0: which is which is not a thing we have really had any confirmation as to what the Yoda species is. Um, there is the appearance of the female-looking Yoda-type creature in Episode One uh who has some silly name that i'm not gonna remember right now it's but like Yodel
2: or something. yeah
0: yeah yeah it's yeah it's something really silly like that uh but we so we don't know what the deal is with these yodas and all of a sudden there's a baby what what's up do you think what's up and then he he because of his love for the baby yoda he turns his back on his old bounty hunting ways kind of he kind of does um
2: well he wants to he wants he realizes baby yoda is at risk this all happens in the first episode or second episode. Or the first three episodes. First three episodes. Yeah. He realizes Baby Yoda's at risk of being murdered, and it's a cute baby, and, and he has his morals. Like, I don't think he likes capturing children. And also, he was told that Target was 50 years old. Yoda's age differently than yeah. we do. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, one thing I want to rewind to is... Um, <laughs> I think it's important to note, John Favreau essentially begged to make this show. Like, he was just... He loves Star Wars so much. He had Cachet with Disney, obviously, from all the Iron Man movies and yeah, Marvel and, content. And of
0: course from the jungle book.
2: Yeah, also that, to be honest. Um, it's better than the live action Lion King. Um, but he uh I forgot
1: that both of those happened.
2: Yeah. But he's and he both John Favre, right? Yeah. And he essentially well, he wasn't Lion King, was he? Oh, I, don't I thought think someone else was Lion mm-hmm. King. I'll
0: I'll double check that while you um,
2: on. Wasn't Lion King like Ryan Cooker or someone?
0: I don't i'm I, I
2: let's find out anyway um but he was like i want to do a star wars show i want to do a star wars show so bad please 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 let me do a star wars show and then what he came up with was this sci-fi western samurai thing and he definitely was inspired by samurai movies western movies and the star wars universe to get this together there's obviously like a lot of themes related to cowboys in this there's also a lot of themes related to samurai in this yeah
0: which famously Star Wars is already an amalgamation of many of yeah. George Lucas's influences from from old-timey serials to um, the war movies to like maybe most blatantly samurai movies but you know remixed for an American audience so instead of samurai In we have space samurais but their swords are uh, glowing light sticks
2: and they go ring ring, 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 ring. Ring, ring ring
0: and people are really specific about how they like their lightsabers mm-hmm. people are like you can see on YouTube all the time people who re-edit like episodes of the animated show or sequences to make the lightsabers thicker. Like there's like like thousands upon thousands of views seas. of like yeah <laughs> the like the, the Ahsoka fight from season two of Rebels, uh, but the lightsabers are thick. <laughs> people are so weird.
1: People are weird.
0: But yeah, so yeah, I I am I am a fan of the Star Wars um, series. Although maybe fan is the wrong word. I would say I'm uh, obsessed with them. I'm consumed by them. Every every moment <laughs> of my life, every every waking second is is given over to con- pondering the Star Wars universe and its, it's many. Uh,
1: You're a scholar. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, I'm a scholar of, of the of the world. Yeah, I would say. Mm-hmm. Although, don't ask me to like. I don't actually know stuff because like one of the big things about being a Star Wars fan, especially earlier on, was knowing the names of all the all the ship. I don't know that. So I'm not gonna know the. Who
2: knows the names of all the shit? A lot of people know the names of all the shit, but we. I feel like we have a certain vocabulary. Yeah. Like we know the name of the Cantina band.
0: (laughs) Well, that's like the. Yeah, yeah. You found that out like a few months ago, and you've been obsessed with it ever since.
2: It's Figurin Dan and the modal Mm -hmm. notes.
0: They're good. Oh, they're that's good. why your
2: Animal Crossing Island is called that. Yeah, I named my Animal Crossing <laughs> Island after the lead of the Modal Nodes, <laughs> and Dan. There is a framed photo of Bigger Dan in our home on our gallery wall. Um, and the Modal Nodes. They're all together. Um, there's, there's Honestly, there is Star Wars content in every room of our house.
0: Yes, you can't get away from it.
2: You can't get away from it. Anyway.
0: So, Kelsey, you've now watched all eight episodes of The Mandalorian. That is correct. Sarah and I have watched them as they were released, but you've. Yeah, just I, I just recently watched come them. Upon them. Yes. So I guess the question is, you know, how about that Baby Yoda?
1: I mean, Baby Yoda is, is even cuter in context. I think. Like, I will, you know, for a little while. I didn't say this out loud, but I was like. What's the big deal? <laughs> you,
0: you, you hadn't seen him moving around and stuff.
1: But listen, uh, Baby Yoda's got it made. He's got that little bassinet that just floats around. And he can ride in it. And, like, that's my dream, right? Just riding around on a bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your dream?
1: Like, if, if I could have a, a form of transport that I could
0: so, so when you watch The Mandalorian, like the, the thing you identify with is Baby Yoda floating around his little 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 bed. For sure. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just want to be in bed at all times. Right,
0: right. But right. he isn't he's is a child. He is a baby.
1: I'm aware. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Would you say that would you say because the your baby? No. You would not say that you're a baby.
2: I'm not baby, no. Well yeah. no, and it would also have to be to scale, because it's big enough that baby Yoda can like stand up and move around if yeah. he needs to. Yeah. You know, and like and and I think you would just have a scale. I just size want like a
1: bed pod like, to float it would around it. <laughs> like
2: a round queen size bed. <laughs> I mean, you know that
1: one of my favorite movies is Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which is essentially about a traveling bed. <laughs>
0: Never seen it.
1: Okay, well make a note. Yeah,
0: well, if, if only we <laughs> had a podcast. You're, you're gonna uh, watch it. You know, you watch things we haven't seen before. Oh, Completely haven't seen that. So, but your, but so the reason Baby Yoda is able to float around like that in the in the vast desert because world of, of Star Force. Wars is because he has um the Mandalorian there to keep keep guard over him. Mm-hmm. So Who's going to be your Mandalorian, Kelsey?
1: I don't know, Jason. Who's going to be my Mandalorian?
0: I'll take the job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs>
0: Wait, oh my God, the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal from Game of Thrones.
1: But yeah, but Baby Yoda's very adorable.
0: He's cute. He's a cute little baby. Um, and he's also.
1: Very powerful.
0: <laughs> <True>. <laughs> He's powerful in the ways of the force, much like his namesake Yoda, adult Yoda.
2: He's also the cutest fucking thing in entertainment. <laughs> Period. A hundred percent. When they, I didn't know about Baby Yoda in advance of the show, and they did, really did keep it under wraps. And mm-hmm. so Jason and I watched the first episode. I think you had an inkling that there was a thing I had heard didn't some, know. some
0: some talk on online. Yeah,
2: but I had no idea. So when that bassinet opened, it's like my heart melted. And I feel I like, was like I'm going to watch every episode of this show. I feel
1: like if I had been able to experience it in that way, where I didn't know that that was what was coming, it probably would have made a larger impact. But I didn't, because I, I, you know, I'm not a, a scholar of the Star Wars series.
0: You let, you, you let, you let the craze pass you by.
1: I, think, I mean, I mean, I didn't. You know, you're the one who made me watch the prequels, so yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the original Star Wars movies until I was like. I mean, like, I think I saw them once as like a really little kid at like an after school program. but then, like I didn't actually view them until college. Like I wouldn't I remember being in like a random room at an after school program, watching like Return of the Jedi or something, but like not paying attention. Like I didn't actually see the Star Wars movies until I was in college.
0: How did you feel about them when you saw them? I mean, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good they're right? pretty good yeah. and like
1: and i think it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's understandable to see like why they were so huge at the time like where sometimes you can see a movie that was like a huge hit at a specific time and you're like oh, i don't get it but like i feel like you can watch those movies and be like yeah that's i get it i also think that the like the problem with the prequels is that they just they got too complicated because it's like you watch the original series and like the stories aren't complicated no. <laughs> like very, very simple. they're very simple um
0: but they but they are they're uh, effective they're very well designed to also like suggest a larger world which is i think yeah. part of the reason why star wars took off so much is that it, it did suggest that there was this entire universe you could explore and potentially like learn everything about which is why you you ended up like knowing so much about Fig and Dan and the modal nodes because hey they're in the first movie and what's their deal what's
1: their deal um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm not like a scholar of Star Wars. Like, I like Star Wars. I enjoyed The Force Awakens a lot. Um, I enjoyed, you know. Uh,
0: the Last Jedi?
1: The one between those two. No, wait. The la- No, The Last Jedi, yes. The, the Last one between Jedi. Not Ro- the Rogue God. One, a Star Wars story? <laughs> I actually, Rogue One, a Star Wars story is like, up there in my favorite Star Wars movies. It's fun. It's fucking fun.
0: I wish I could feel that way. I really do.
1: I had a good I, time. I, I liked Rogue One a lot.
0: The first hour is just such a mess. Um, but the, the the final act is really, really good.
1: I like I like I Force Awakens a lot. I like Last Jedi a lot, which I know a lot of people didn't.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're wrong. They're wrong. And you know what? <laughs> all you all you right wing neck beards out there, you white cishet losers who hate <laughs> the last Jedi. You can go jump off a bridge, and the world will be a better place for it.
1: And like I think the okay. <laughs> I think the way that they course corrected from the people that didn't like the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker made it bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, well, the, the, the problem is, this is what I was what I was attempting to demonstrate just now through, uh, through the, art, the, the art of satire. Sorry, a lost art of satire. I, I uh, fucked up the, your joke. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, is that is that they it became the Last Jedi became a thing that was impossible to talk about because it became so because mm-hmm. that's what we do now because we know we can't actually affect politics directly, so we just argue about things through a proxy thing. Yeah. So the last Jedi became like you couldn't say you liked it without it, without sort of like taking a stand like against this imaginary group of, of bros who wanted to destroy it. And you and you couldn't say you didn't like it without being, you know, uh, part of, of, of that group. Without being accused of being part of that group, which yeah. is kind of unfair to people who are, are wrong because The Last Jedi is very good. <laughs> it's my personal favorite Star Wars movie. Sorry Morgan. Are uh, the listeners? No, I,
1: I
2: I think Force Awakens is probably mine, but it's it's up there. Yeah, um, and well, then... there's an unbridled joy that comes with Force Awakens because it'd been so long, and we were all itching for something to cleanse our palates of the prequels and.
1: Well, and I think for me, like Force Awakens is the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Mm. Oh yeah,
2: oh yeah, when we got really really drunk. Yeah.
1: like like so that's like that's like which i know is like not true for a lot of people who like star wars but like for me like that's a very formative experience and i think we saw it more than once
0: (laughs) i saw force awakens like four times yeah
1: and so like that's like for me like that's always going to be special you know
2: yeah i get that i i i've realized like and i know some people talk about star wars being just a thing to sell toys to kids which in many ways it is and it's It it, it was re-emphasized, honestly, with Mandalorian because, like, my favorite part of Mandalorian is the cute baby Yoda. I fucking loved the Porgs in Last Jedi. There's (laughs) Porg art in my office. Like, I think the Porgs are amazing. And I think there's, like, that's one of the things that brings me joy. And I don't think that's wrong that, like, the thing that brings me joy from Star Wars is all the the weird little guys. The weird little guys. It's
1: the the, best part about Star Wars. The
2: cute dudes are so fun. And, like, they bring you... (laughs) they bring you into the world in a way that I think I find much more enjoyable. Granted, like I love mm-hmm. a lot of the characters too, like Poe and Fenn and yeah. Rey and like and I personally love the Mandalorian, like character. Like I think Pedro Pascal does an amazing job. I mean, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, let's
0: talk let's about get the back Mandalorian.
2: To the Mandalorian.
0: Uh, although we should we should take a second to uh, acknowledge that there was another Star Wars movie released um, after the last Jedi. I guess there were two actually, because there was solo a Star Wars story, mm. which we will not be discussing on this podcast Mm-mm. in any fashion. And there was a, there was a, there was another movie in the main um, saga that came out, I think, last year. But I don't I don't know what happened with that. I think it kind of got I think it kind of got lost in the shuffle, and I didn't actually see it. Yeah. So <laughs> I who, heard things? So but who I don't who know. knows what happened after? Like, I mean, I have like my thoughts, about what happened to the you know our, the gang after the end of the last Jedi? And that's how that's how it will remain. Yeah. Just thoughts, beautiful dreams.
2: I assume Ray, Poe, and Finn realized they all loved each other and joined some sort of uh, trouble. And uh, uh, Leia went off to do really great and wonderful things because she should, because she's Leia.
0: Yeah, but around the time this other this movie was, com- I think this movie was coming out. Yeah. There was a series called The Mandalorian.
2: Yes. Yeah. And
0: so, uh, so watching that, I have to say, I like it okay. I don't love it.
2: I think See, this, this is fascinating to me because I thought you loved it because I love it and yeah. I don't think we'd really talked about it.
0: No, we hadn't because I, I, it took me some time to come to terms with the truth, which is that I, I think it's just okay.
2: Wow. All right, Kelsey, sorry.
1: Um. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat is that like, I think it's good, but I don't, like, I was not like, I got to watch the next episode now, you mm. know? Like, I wasn't, like if I'd watched it as it came out came out, I probably would have been okay with like waiting. <laughs> Which is fine, you know, like things don't have to be binged. They just are a lot nowadays. Um, I think like for me is it the the pacing of the show is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't always like like not the sounds so bad, but not enough happens. <laughs> um And because like I was like I felt like I was missing things like I watched it twice and like I watch TV pretty passively so I don't always catch things and I know that which is why I like sat down this this weekend and was like okay I'm going to watch it and make sure I have everything happening I was like and then I like read the summary like summaries on Wikipedia of the episodes I was like like, okay I didn't miss anything I just like it I had trouble finding it's like I understand the motivation for like this character going places but I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like, it just seems like, okay, now in this next episode, here's another fun adventure that we're going on. Like, it it didn't feel, like, organic to me. And, like, I wasn't totally sold with the motivation. I think, like, you know, he never takes off his helmet. And so there's a lot of work that has to be done there in the writing Mm -hmm. and the storytelling, like, for character development, which, like, I think does pretty well. And I think it's pretty impressive, like, what it does to that extent. But, like, he also doesn't talk a lot. Like, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue and – it was, like, I am on his side, but I wasn't on his side until Kara showed up mm-hmm. as, like, a sort of conduit for, like, um, you know, th- that team, you know? Yeah. Which is, like, an interesting thing to feel. Because, like I, like, I wanted to, like, he's the hero, and I wanted to be, like, on that team, but I just, like, I wasn't connecting to him in any way until she showed up.
0: I think that's because he doesn't have anyone to bounce off of. He's a, he's a stoic, like, nearly silent character whose face you never see, so he needs other characters he can, like, interact with, sort of, like, and develop rela- relationships with for any of this to, to matter, to, to care about it at all. And, yeah, when Kara does it, you get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she goes away for two episodes for no reason. And you,
1: like, lose it again.
0: And then she comes back. The structure of this season is so weird because yeah, the like- first three episodes kind of set up the entire idea and there's like the sort of the journey Mando and the baby are going on. And those
1: move really quickly and like you and you want to watch the next episode and find out what happens. But then after that, it gets really episodic and like, yeah, and it just feels like John Favreau was like, I want to tell this story in this place. But it doesn't feel like like the one where they're in the village. I'm like, why are they here? The one where he's on the, like the weird heisty one with um
0: that that is that is, feels so out of place. That is just the worst episode in the entire like Like all the
1: characters That's are fun, all the guys are fun, but like it feels so out of place in the story arc.
0: The guys are the guys are fun. If you, I think what they're trying to do with that episode is sort of demonstrate that man, the Mandalorian has changed. He's no longer like as bloodthirsty as these these guys he used to run with, mm-hmm. and so they betray him, and then he he still he goes after them but doesn't kill them. You see, oh, he's grown because of his. But I that's think,
1: like they don't get that across. No, like no, we don't no. know enough about the Mandalorian to like be like yes. to understand that without like watching it multiple times and being part, like, okay, this is what they're trying to do.
0: Part of the problem is that the, first of all, the guys he runs with are so clearly evil. Mm-hmm. They're all so awful. Yeah. That when they betray him, it has no punch because of course they're going to betray you. They, um, they're they're evil. Yeah. And second, yeah, we don't have a good sense of who the Mandalorian was and how mm-hmm. and to what degree he's actually changed because. Partially because we can't see his face. And I think, and this might be a good time to uh, <laughs> begin to move. Although, actually, well, Sarah, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have, do you have feelings about that?
2: Sorry, we're classy people. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wait so I could have good audio. <laughs> so... It's interesting to me you call it that village episode as being one that you were like, why is this happening? I realized that's one of my favorite episodes of the whole series, mainly because it introduces Kara yeah. and their dynamic and their history and kind of builds that relationship Um, in a they way. They don't that have history. They were both like in the wars okay. and like clearly at some point they had beef. Yeah. Um,
0: well, they've never interacted. Really? Yeah.
2: Because I got the vibe that he looked at her and recognized her. No, he just
1: recognizes that she's like
0: a shock trooper. Yeah, he sees, a shock he sees the tattoo and is like, "Oh, she used to work for the for the uh, the rebellion." Oh, okay,
2: yeah. yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know. But either way, <laughs> I definitely- like how they build relationships so quickly. With their like, they have similar histories. They yes. were both a part of well, the the conflict, and
1: I like the introduction of her. Like I was saying, like I think the introduction of care really sells you on the Mandalorian as a character, yeah. um, but. Like the motivation for being in that space and telling that story feels like flat, and I don't understand it. Yeah, and not as not as flat as the the episode we were just talking about, where he like goes back with his old. Oh yeah, no, that's
2: that's that episode shouldn't exist.
1: Like, and it just it just feels it it. I was like, I like the the character the character beats in in the um in the village episode, but I feel like in the overall arc of the the season it doesn't make sense yeah. to me. And like after the first three episodes, it just like the motivation for where we're going doesn't follow until the last two episodes. Yeah. So there's like three or four episodes in the middle where I'm just like, this just feels like filler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this should have just been like a two-part series, Or just do six
2: episodes instead of eight. Yeah. Because I think there's two episodes to me that I was truly really like, we didn't need these. Mm-hmm. I think the others I can find justifications for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that was interesting to me is like, I looked forward to watching The Mandalorian every Saturday morning when it came out. Like, Jason and I would, like, make our bowls of cereal and, like, sit on the couch and watch The Mandalorian. Adorable. Yeah. <sighs> so, like, I I had, I had like I loved watching an episode every week. I loved that we couldn't binge it because it gave yeah. us something to, like, be excited about.
0: It was, it was um, cool to have new Star Wars yeah. coming at you every week.
2: And I love having, like, a thing to look forward to each week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really sad there's not going to be any more Drag Race for a little while because that's literally been carrying me through since march but i'll survive um but I, I like i love that experience and i think for I mean, like it's it, it's really interesting to hear these takes from you all because to me i was like this show is great period i'm not gonna think any more about it um so this is this is fascinating well
0: on the, on the rewatch what i really felt is i think similar to what kelsey you're saying is that there's kind of a hollowness at the heart of the show and star wars is not like a you know it's not it's not a deep like character driven like series most of the time there's mm-hmm. And ancillary materials that, that are more like that but um, but but it, you still have like you have a connection with the heroes or like the, like, the protagonist mm-hmm. you, like, you like Luke is like you can like identify his where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing and you can yeah. even if you don't like him particularly you can like get on board with his journey the, Mandal- the Mandalorian is like he's such a blank slate because you can't see his face is part of the problem there I think yeah. and the, what and so in, in, so in preparation for this uh, for us doing this podcast and for you watching the Mandalorian I watched I did a thing I was I wanted to do you know for a while, which is I finished watching the Star Wars um, the animated shows, the, the two big ones, which are the Clone Wars series and then Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. because I knew partially because I wanted to watch them and partially because I knew there was like Mandalorian stuff happening in those shows that might give more context to this show. And I was interested interest in seeing that. and, and the, the, the main thing I got from it is that there's no, there's no explanation. The Mandalorians, like, never being able to take their helmets off, that's not a thing in their backstory whatsoever. That was never, like, you see, you watch the cartoons, they're taking those things off left and right. They're taking them off just to have chit-chat. <laughs> and so it's, what, what the, the sort of the conclusion you can draw from what happens in the show is that there was, during the, uh, during the war, during the, the Empire's war against the Rebellion, the Empire expanded further into Mandalore, because they already had a base on Mandalore. But the Mandalorians resisted, and that in, and ended with like most of their civilization being wiped out. And so it seems like the rem- remnants of that of the Mandalorian society formed this new tribe that has its own like customs and like the whole "this is the way" thing. That's a totally that's the a way. new thing for this show. Well, it's it's not in the previous two animated shows, uh, but it is, it is in this. So it seems like the culture of Mandalore has completely changed, which makes sense because they are you know experiencing a diaspora basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I was kind of surprised to find that like this, you know, especially because of the way the show, the season ends really like maybe that's meant to be like a transition point towards like we're going to open up into the rest of the universe and explore how other events have impacted this, which would make sense that you want to like establish your show before you start doing that stuff. But I was really kind, I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't like get anything new out of this show because I thought that might like give me some more context that would make me enjoy the show a little bit more. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't make me like it less. Although it does make me, does make me like it a little bit less because well, the, the, there are other Star Wars like episodic shows that have Dave Filoni is like the creator of Clone Wars and like one of the creators of Rebels and has wrote several of the episodes and directed several of the episodes of Mandalorian. So he's involved with this, and his shows all also had like an episodic thing that sometimes had like overarching narratives emerge mm-hmm. in in kind of unique ways, especially in Clone Wars. The I'm wondering if, it's like, trying to fit that, like, animated show format and, like, style into this live-action, you know, one-man one, one man show, basically, is yeah. kind of part of that awkwardness.
1: Well, and it's interesting because, like, it's not, it's not an episodic show, which is why those, like, sort of episodic episodes feel so out of place to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, the first three episodes, I think, are really, like, strong and really, like, storytelling-wise, like, do a lot and a little – But like the right amount, (laughs) they do the right amount. (laughs) Um, But like the thing for me is like, I think, I mean, we've talked about this and talking about other things, but like I have a really hard time with like high fantasy because of like the total immersion into a new world and all the new things and no really like places to grab onto as far as like what I understand and I think I have the same issue with like high sci-fi in this way and because it's and and with Star Wars it's always been like I've been able to graft onto characters like that's why like when I do like something that like the it's a high fantasy thing it's like it's because I like the characters and the characters are really well developed and I think you know it's the same thing with, with sci-fi when it's on you know, a whole other universe thing and I have to learn new things it's because the characters are really well developed and I understand them and I want the best thing for them. And I feel like here I don't, you know, I don't really connect with the characters as much as I would like to.
2: Cause I was actually thinking like, there's not as much lore in this as there are in those cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I think you in a way really enjoy the lore. Like, yeah. and it's funny cause you aren't a big high fantasy person, but you are a big high sci-fi person.
0: Yeah, but more so. And yeah. yeah.
2: And so I think there's something interesting there is that the Mandalorian is trying to be more accessible to those of us who aren't big, high fantasy or high sci-fi people by making, like, there's not as much lore. You haven't watched the cartoons. I have glimpsed the cartoons while Jason's doing them. There is so much lore. And you're trying (laughs) to keep up with, like, 50 different characters. And then Jar Jar Binks shows up and it's like, oh, cool, dude, I recognize in this mass of people. And so it's like – that's but you've made the great point. If this was supposed to be more accessible and it still didn't hook you with the characters.
1: Yeah, and I think that's like the that's the problem. It's like and that's the thing is like the the frustrating thing was like in those episodic pieces, like there are characters that are interesting that I want to know more about, but they just don't fit in this story and that was so frustrating. Like in the one where it's um the, like the baby bounty hunter and Ming-Na Wen is there. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I don't know what the story is doing, but I like both of these people. <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem to make any sense into the overarching, like story of the whole thing. And that's, that was the frustrating part of me. Cause like, it feels like, you know, he's supposed to be on the run with this, this piece of cargo, excuse me, you know, it's a being, yeah. but like that is valuable, but it, nothing feels urgent until like the end. Yeah. And that that was really frustrating for me, and like, and I wanted to enjoy it so much more than I did. And as someone, I also like, for me, like, I was watching it and I was like, I feel like there's lore here that I'm supposed
2: to understand, but I don't. And I don't, I don't think there's this, I don't think there's much lore in Mandalorian. Um, I guess except for the word lore in, <laughs> or the phrase lore in Mandalorian. Um, but it's like I don't know. I found it just like fun, and and that. I guess this is why I'm not a critic, because more mm-hmm. often not, as long as it's, like, inoffensive mm-hmm. and it's fun, I'm good. And I
1: think sometimes that's, that's good, but I also think it could have been more fun. And I also, like, it felt to me like it assumed stuff about, like, Mandalore and, like, that culture. Like,
2: I felt like it assumed that I knew stuff about that, yeah. that I didn't. And then for Jason, it was like, I knew stuff, and this is countering it, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they would do that.
1: Like I will say, I will say the last two episodes I think are like I think the first 3 episodes and the last two episodes are very good and you didn't need those middle 3 basically. Um I think the the setup of the story is great and the finale of the story is great, but there's this 3 episodes in the middle that I'm like why are why are we doing I this? I think
0: I think if you wanted to make it a 6 episode thing, you could keep the episode 4 but retool it slightly so that they spend even more time at the village. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because, like, he leaves the village because, like, they're still hunting them. Yeah. And then at the start of, of episode seven, nothing has changed between the, that, those two episodes. Yeah. We've just seen him, like, sort of, kind of. And we have Kara now, and she changed. doesn't leave. Yeah. yeah. So you could just drop those <laughs> two episodes them, yeah. and, like, yeah. rework for a little bit. Yeah. And it would be, like, a, a tight thing where the entire story seemed to be, like. It would be tighter,
1: all, and I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah,
0: because yeah, you have those two random episodic things in the middle of what is otherwise yeah. a pretty cohesive little
1: Story, yeah you know? and i think that's like i think it just like like i said it, it does too much and too little all at the same time yeah. um so i mean like, wouldn't have gotten amy sedaris amy holding sedaris Bay is great Yoda, that <laughs> holding baby amy sedaris is great like that whole episode with like her and the bounty hunter that kills that like the the newbie bounty hunter and i love seeing ming Na wen and things like it's i just to see her i stuff. just like seeing her hey you know
0: you know she's 56
1: She's amazing. She looks great.
0: She
2: looks great. Uh, very
0: talented also, obviously.
2: <laughs> looks better than Chelsea Handler. <laughs> we now have it recorded. We have it on the record. How much, how ugly Kelsey and how Not old. ugly. Not ugly. Just old. Just, Just busted old. looking. Just
1: busted. Okay. A lot of people look better than Chelsea Handler. Uh,
0: I, I think also part of. I mean, of
1: the- Martha Stewart said it first. <laughs> True, Martha
0: Stewart said it. That's, that's uh, yeah. No Citation. Another problem I have with the characterization of the Mandalorian is that, like, the the thing that inspires him to take Baby Yoda with him, aside from the fact that it's a very cute baby that you don't want to kill, (laughs) is his backstory of being rescued by the Mandalorian.
1: I don't think we get enough of that.
0: No, we get it at the very end of the season. We should get it at the beginning. We should get it at the beginning, because that that Mm -hmm. explains to you what's happening. Yeah. Because, like, it's, it's so, it's not even, like, a fun twist, so there's not even really any justification for withholding it. Yeah. They just for some reason shuffled his backstory to the last. Yeah, it episode. feels like
1: it should be much closer to the beginning because we we see him with the armor at the beginning. They talk about the foundlings. Like it, there's there's a place for it there. Yeah. Like I think that's the thing that's so frustrating is like there is a good six episode miniseries in this that I would really enjoy, hey. but it's just mixed in with some other stuff. And like and there's other those other things are interesting and they have interesting guest stars and they have interesting like you know aesthetics and you know. I do want to talk about the stuff I liked about this. Yeah. Um, Let's hear it. First of all, the music is, it's so good. Ludwig, man. It is Uh, so fucking good. Like, literally, it started, like, the first episode, and I was like, fuck yeah. You did
2: did good. Ludwig is a genius. I've also
1: realized that, like, as part of this episode where we're doing... Basically, media criticism a lot of the time. That yeah. like music in in uh, narrative things is very important to me and mm. sells me on things a lot. I think if the music had been bad, I would have liked this a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, those final two episodes are so good. Um, Giancarlo Esposito as any villain ever is. Love it. So good. I love
0: that he has his own like sub type of villain now that he plays. Yeah, he, he's playing like a Giancarlo Esposito type. Yeah, in this. which
2: like he was nominated for this, and he was nominated for his performance in Better Call Saul this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So clearly, we all just love when Giancarlo plays a very particular type of villain. <laughs> he's such a good bad he was, guy. He's
0: like well mannered, like slightly fussy bad guy. And, yes.
2: and and like the speech
1: that he makes, where he like calls them all out by like their names, and yeah. is a whole thing. And um, he's like
0: very very prim guys that will just. Waste you. Just yeah. nice your whole family yeah. for yeah. no reason.
1: Um, and then the scene in that where IG has... Baby Yoda on like a Baby Bjorn style, and he's on the sand razor thing, just killing people, just just shooting down stormtroopers. I was just like, okay, yeah, I can get behind this. It's, <laughs> it's really fun who those two
2: stormtroopers are. Did you?
1: I looked it up because yeah. I was like, these people are somebody. Yeah. Yes. I know that this scene is way too long for them not to be somebody. Yeah.
0: Jason Sudeikis is one of them. It's right? Jason Sudeikis and Adam and, Pally. I and think. Adam Pally. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's so good. Uh, like that scene was just way too long for them not to be like specific people.
2: Yeah. And it was Um, also very funny to call it the fact that stormtroopers have the worst aim, which is a thing from the Star Wars, like the original Star Wars series especially. It just like, it seemed like they could never actually kill anyone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That does sort of make it feel like this is a show just for people who've seen the original series Mm -hmm. and just want some more of that. Yeah. So like, here's a joke about how they can't shoot.
2: Well, it also like the events. It it is funny.
0: It it is funny. And
2: the events of Mandalorian are right after the events of the first three. Like, that's Mm -hmm. definitely a conscious choice.
1: Yeah, and I think the the other thing that I, you know, like I like this sort of message at the end that this is like about like chosen family and Mm. and found family and like you're a clan of two now and that's very cute and adorable. And I like, I like that and that IG sacrifices himself and I was just like, okay.
2: (laughs) Also, Taika Waititi Emmy nominated for his performance as IG. Really? Yeah. Where the Emmy's, like, thin? Like, I love Taika. He's, don't get me well, wrong. no, it, and it's a specific, it's a voice acting okay. <laughs> okay, specifically. <laughs> okay. But still,
0: like, I, I, I'm i on the record as saying we should not encourage Taika to do acting. We should minimize that directing. as keep, much as possible. He possibly.
1: also directed that episode, I believe.
0: I think he directed... He directed one of he them. He directed one of them. I don't know if he directed that episode. I
1: thought he directed the finale. I wasn't sure. I don't remember which one.
0: I mean, he might have. I know Dave Filoni wrote it because it ends with... Can I just talk about this? I just want to yeah, talk about yeah. this real, for a minute. Yeah. So it ends with um, Gideon slicing his way out of the uh, TIE Fighter with a with a dark lightsaber. But Kelsey, what was your impression of that moment when that happened? The
1: dark lightsaber? Yeah, like, did you, I didn't really get what it. Did you,
0: what did you think was happening?
1: I was just kind of like, what is, like, I don't, like, I feel like, so, I, like, it was one of those moments where there's a lot of them in this thing where I'm like,
2: something's going over my head here. Yeah. Well, I was just like, "Oh, even his lightsaber's evil. <laughs> like, that was my only thought.
0: But, so that's like, a huge thing in the anime shows is this dark saber, which is, to summarize it, is like is very important to the Mandalorian people. Mm-hmm. It was it was used wielded by like one of the only Mandalorians to ever become a Jedi, um, and that was at a time when the Mandalorians and the Jedi were at war, so it was a really big deal. And eventually, they 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 you know took it back after he died, and it became the sort of symbol of leadership within the Mandalorian society. And sort of whoever wields it is like the like has the power to unify the clans, basically. And it ends at the end of Rebels. It's in the hands of uh, Katie Sakoff's character, um, Katie Sakoff, of course from from uh, uh, was it, Battlestar Galactica? But, yeah, Battle, Battlestar BSG, Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, And and but then somehow between that and this, it ends up in the hands of uh, of Gideon. And and so that like I, I, it almost feels like that moment is there and it worked on me. That moment is there to make you go like, hey, hey! Have you ever thought about watching those cartoons? Now's the time, buddy. Get <laughs> on board. And I said, okay, I will. Uh, and and then and, and we know all this stuff about the casting for season two, right? Kelsey, mm-hmm. are you aware of this at all? So we know that Katie Sackhoff is in is in season two. Interesting. Presumably playing her character and, from the animated show. Okay. So I assume that will explore more about the history of Mandalore and also like why this tribe that that is Mando she a Mandalorian? A Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. In the show? No, she was like the she was like the Person most positioned to take over the entire planet at the end of Rebels, and she was also like a leader of the people. She like she
2: had a cool haircut. She
0: actually was the leader of the entire society for a while um, before the siege of Mandalore. I guess after Darth Maul took over, and then she deposed him uh, with the help of the Tano. Anyway, you know, Probably. you know, <laughs> that's actually important because the Tano is also in season two,
2: played by Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Dawson, which I'm very excited about. Okay,
0: and I mean, all this stuff has not been officially like announced. Now, so it's kind of a little bit murky right now, mm-hmm. but also. The guy who played Jango Fett is in... um,
1: Jango Fett's Boba Fett's dad?
0: Yes. I remember that
1: from the prequel. Because
0: Boba Fett, as we all know from Attack of the Clones, uh, which was until recently the worst Star Wars movie, but Jango Fett... But
2: there wasn't another Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah.
0: Sorry. I keep keep thinking that something happened last year. Yeah. Yeah. Jango Fett had a clone made for himself, who was Boba Fett, and the rest of his clones were the basis for the clone... Troopers. Right. Clone army. Um, so there's a lot of ways they could take that guy's appearance because he could be playing Boba Fett which would be very strange to introduce Boba Fett and do a show that clearly is like aimed at people who like Boba Fett and just want to see a Boba Fett type guy doing stuff. Mm. Or he could be playing one of the clone troopers which also would tie in with the rest of the animated show. But the, basically they're going to be if you had moments where you felt like something was going over your head this this season. There's going to be most, more of that. Most of the time, that was not actually like a real thing in the lore. It was just the show's writing. But now, you're really going to feel that way a lot.
2: <laughs> Which I guess we haven't gotten into um, the things you liked about it.
0: Right. Uh, I like the guys. Love yeah. all the guys. Yeah, my favorite thing about Star Wars is all the different kinds of guys. Uh, Nick Nolte plays a little guy. That's fun. Yeah. Nice to hear him doing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I like they, they got the look down I mean they're clearly going for a look most reminiscent of the original trilogy as much as they as close as they can get yeah even, even maybe more so than J.J. Abrams did in uh, The Force Awakens mm-hmm. they really want to get that feeling and the fact that they did that with that weird like moving green screen technology yeah you know what I'm talking about the, I forget what it's called they had
2: it was essentially most of the show was shot on this like weird dome that would project the setting and did it in such an effective way that it looks like they are there like it's so well done
0: really impressive it is kind of curious that's basically how they shot the prequels. So they're kind of trying to give Well, the you... prequels
2: were on actual green screens.
0: Yeah, but still, like, they were simulating a fake... They were, yeah, like, but, but the
2: difference is, like, they're, they've set it up so it looks like you're in a real place, and as the camera moves, the world moves so that it matches just like you're there in real life. Oh, the
0: technology is much better, and it's very impressive, yeah. but it still is the same thing of, like, you're inside a studio trying to recreate the feeling of the original mm-hmm. movies through technology. So it's actually it's actually more like the prequels than I think people realize.
1: The um, is just better. I like I like
0: I like Baby Yoda. I mean, he's really cute, which is good because the, the show the show is like does not work if you don't feel like overwhelmed by cuteness whenever you look at him. Yeah, and it's like it's a very well designed thing. Uh, it's like it's almost kind of creepy how well designed it is. Cause it's like it's so, it's effective. a puppet, right? Yeah, and it's it made it
2: made Werner Herzog weep. I feel like that's very important for everyone. I forget everyone that Werner Herzog was in it. <laughs> Her- also, he's great. That's I, well, one of the things I love about the show. I is like, like Werner, Werner Herzog. Herzog's presence
0: in the show. He's, yeah. a, he's a beautiful soul, he's clearly very open to experiences because he talked about how he's like, Baby Yoda is a beautiful thing. Uh, that's not how he sounds. Whatever, no, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> but he, he was like really moved by Baby Yoda. Uh. So I like that they have puppetry in it. I like, I mean, I always, I'm always down. To I'm see always more for puppets.
1: some some Henson yeah.
0: style puppets. You and know. that's that's part of why Baby Yoda worked so well for people is because he is mostly a puppet. Uh, I like the uh, you know I like the I like the exploring the timeline. I'm really curious about the, this this phase in the universe between, between the original trilogy the original and the, and the sequel trilogy because yeah. mm-hmm. the idea of how the Empire broke apart and then kind of reformed itself into the. Uh, the the, for the First Order is, I find that a very interesting thing to explore. And the fact that they rebuilt the New Republic to match the Old Republic and they, it sort of descended into the same chaos as the original Republic, which is kind of interesting and is never touched on in the main series. So that's a fun world to play in. Although, you know, if someone were to say, release a movie that explained that the villain of the original movies was actually behind everything that happened in the sequel trilogy, like from beginning to end, that would kind of undercut that as yeah, an interesting time Yeah, it would be period. really lame. Um, So I hope no one does that.
2: Yeah, that would really suck.
0: I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, and I like the you know they it, it's 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 fun. They do a lot of fun fan service It was not fan service I really expected to see or or knew I wanted. Like I didn't know I wanted to see the Mandalorian like climb up on one of those Jabba fortresses and then fight them and stuff. Yeah. I didn't know I wanted to see a team of people do a seven samurai thing against a, a single at <laughs> That was neat.
2: Including Pillboy from the Good Place. <laughs> Including Pillboy from
0: the Good Place his appearance in that in the village. I like the um you know I like the the look of the show. It looks very good. I like the I have some That's issues not... with
1: the night lighting,
2: but
0: it's dark. It's very yeah, dark. It's very, very fucking dark. dark. Oh, I like watching Gina Carano beat people up. Yeah, That's I mean, I a, mean, yes. A joy. Do you a joy. have
2: a beating heart in your body if you don't enjoy that? Right? I, I can't like, imagine. I can't. I can't. I think, her. in terms, to, of... honestly, to me, she is my favorite part
1: about yeah. the show. And I mean, <laughs> right. I would say, like,
2: in in terms of things <laughs> I love, Baby Yoda, one hundred percent. With a bullet. Like, I made it my phone <laughs> background. I made it my computer background for work. I, like, everywhere I go is Baby Yoda, so I can just look at him and think of him and be like, oh, if that was... If I could guarantee the child I had was just Baby Yoda, a thing I cannot guarantee, I would actually have a kid. But that's not a thing. No. And also, I get a certain sadness when I think about you couldn't really even raise him. He would live so much longer I than know. you would that he oh. would have to suffer. You would die and he would be left alone and live for much longer, and that would be very sad, which is why... The conclusion of this where the Mandalorian's like, I need to find his people is really great because it means he'll have a community that's just like him. Hope and he's okay. we'll live the same length of time he will.
0: Hope he turns out okay. I love that baby Yoda.
2: So good. Um I also loved um Kara, Gina what's her last name? Carano. Carano, thank you. Right?
0: Gina Crano. Gina
2: Crano. Yeah. yeah. I loved her. And I love like I just had fun being in the world, especially yeah. when it was a plot, like an overarching plot related episode. I was like, this is great. I just want to be here. I wanna hang out. I wanna like. I like, I mean, if there were like a way to like have an internship at Nick Nolte's characters' farm, like I'd be like, sign <laughs> me up. Let me learn his like minimalist Oops. lifestyle is, is he, where he works is he, with his hands. a uh, Quill Queel? Yeah. yeah. Quill. Love that, dude. Quill, like Please, if there was a way for me to do a quill retreat where I just hung out on his farm and he told me what to do all day, Paper farm. sign me up.
0: I also, I mean, I do like the fact that they're going to uh, confuse and alienate people with the second season. That's that's a fun thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> where well, I can sit there like, like the loser I am and be like, I know who that is. Yes, from Clone Wars Season 4, Episode 3. Well, that, that's not going to happen. They're not going to go back to the, the water world and fight those shark people again. That's ridiculous. Well,
2: I'm, oh, baby. Um, I'm actually really excited for the world to be introduced to Asalka, which like the cartoon fans I'm sure are very excited about. And I haven't watched we love it. like I haven't watched much of the cartoons. I watched like the final episode with you, and like I got glimpses here and there, but there was something about the Asalka character that was really good. Like they did a great yeah. job with her, and so like she's, knowing she's, she's gonna show up and be played by Rosario Dawson, I think is just
0: We love perfection. we love Rosario. But the age of all these characters is kind of strange, right? Yeah. Because Ahsoka should be like I don't know, in her 50s at least. Yeah.
2: But she could also, like, how does her species age?
0: Yeah. That's not. I don't know if that's going to run as true for um, For Kitty Sackoff, because Katie Sackoff is also not as old as her character should be. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe Mandalorian's age differently too, but they're not a race. They're a creed. That was also news well, to me, well, by the that, way. Like,
1: that was confusing. That was... And to the, be the, quite
0: and the honest. Show does, and watching the other shows does not clarify that in the slightest. It actually makes it more confusing.
2: Well, I actually love the idea of it being a creed.
0: It's interesting. It no, just, like, I don't
2: hate it. it. I it was seems, just like, like, it confused let's me. Let's say you're a refugee from another planet and you show up on Mandalore. They'll accept you. You just have to join the, like, you have to follow the creed. You have to, yeah. like, join the community and be a part of it. Like, that's kind of beautiful in its way. It doesn't matter what race you are. You can become a Mandalorian yeah, if you want to.
0: it just, it doesn't, that is hard to gel with the way the culture is presented in, in the Clone Wars and the, uh, and the Rebels. <laughs> By the way, if you want to show about a found family set in the Star Wars universe, Rebels is a good pick. It's actually, I think, the only time they've really actually leaned into that as as the main story story thing. It's like a, a group of misfits who become a family on board a ship.
2: You know, I'm for that.
0: Rebels, Rebels is good. Some parts of Clone Wars are okay.
2: I really liked the finale.
0: Oh, the finale of Clone Wars is great. The final four episodes. Yeah, the, 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 yeah that's that's great stuff.
1: It's um, like I so I don't you know. In conclusion. <laughs> Feels like time to conclude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can wrap it up. Um, I, can just, I can just riff on stuff from the Clone Wars for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: like I feel like it's like it's one of those things where, like it's frustrating because I feel like there's so much potential, and I like wanted to like it so much more than I did, but I didn't think it was bad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just okay, um, and I think that I will probably watch season two, but I will probably do the same thing I did and not watch it until it's all the way out.
2: Respect that. Couldn't be us. Gonna be up every Saturday morning with my cereal and my Mandalorian. You know,
0: checking in with Baby Yoda. I mean, who oh.
2: knows? Who knows what
1: my life situation will be when season two comes out? Like maybe that'll be part of my Saturday
2: situation. <laughs> no, it's like we it's all light. know it's not. You're gonna wake up at six a.m. You're gonna watch a sport. Probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or if there's no sports, an old sport.
2: Yeah. Well, no, if it's an old sport, I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Kelsey watching like ice skating that's happening in Russia.
0: <laughs> Unless you were already awake at 6 a.m.
1: My sleep schedule is so off what it was because of this dumb pandemic. I like can't even get up at fucking 8 o'clock anymore. But
0: well, you were getting up like 5 a.m.
1: I know, like 4 4.45 every fucking day.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: Not every fucking day, two days a week.
0: Yeah, Ridiculous. No. I
2: get up at seven thirty Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And then I get up at eight on Fridays to treat myself. No, and my I sleep in on the weekend. My current
1: my current schedule is I wake up at eight fifteen and then I'm showered in front of my computer at nine. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's like a there's like a good fifteen to thirty minutes where I'm just checking my Twitter.
2: Yeah. That's when I do the New York Times crossword. <laughs>
0: Before we wrap up entirely, does anyone have anything they would like to see in season two of The Mandalorian?
2: Ooh. I want
1: Baby Yoda to talk.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. What's his voice going to sound like, though?
1: I will say I that know. Baby Yoda walking in that one episode was like the cutest <gasps> thing. <laughs> oh, I, just... I was like,
2: OK, that's real cute. <laughs> oh, Every time Baby Yoda walks, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I want another person with the force. Yeah, I don't want Baby Yoda to be. The only I
1: would, one with the I course. would love some reference to something that I understand, like in, <laughs> in something mm-hmm. from the the sequel trilogies, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's like that's the lore I understand the most, like because I've you know like I've seen the original trilogy, but I don't rewatch and it. the Prequels, I, I've only seen the prequels once, and we will not be watching them again. Although you know they do, I do identify with them in specific moments in a lot of ways.
2: And the third prequel, I think, is actually good.
1: <laughs> you're talking.
0: You're speaking of when Anakin. Lashes out against the concept of sand.
1: Yes, I I fucking hate sand. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> that resonated. Never, yeah. never, never been a bigger mood in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm also really like a sucker for the third prequel. Or, I think it's actually interested. legit good. I'm glad to know you like it because I always assumed it was just like nostalgia for me because I watched it. It came out when I was in sophomore year of high school. I mean,
1: is that the one where um he's just like a you know like a torso. Like by the end, by the end of by it. By yeah, the of the yeah, of yeah
0: it. not the but whole yeah. way through, but yeah, at the end, he's just <laughs> yeah. a torso. Yeah, at the end
1: of it, I just think that's, oh. and it's good to remember. That means he's always a torso. <laughs> that that image just sticks in my head yeah. very specifically. I hate
0: you. <laughs> I hate you. It's brutal, man.
1: Yeah, no, but yeah, I think I think I have such a fondness and an, and an understanding with the, the sequel trilogy
2: because. Mm-hmm was a trilogy, unfortunately. <laughs> Again, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like that <laughs> fell apart for some reason.
0: Well if you count if you count um each of the Star Wars story movies as as half a movie which I think is fair. Yeah. I think, I think Solo is at best half a movie. Yeah, Maybe best. a quarter of a movie. Yeah. Maybe a
1: quarter. Rogue One is, is three quarters of a movie, uh, and, just, and Solo yeah, is a quarter of a Solo movie. Yeah, turn Solo into
2: a film that is literally just Donald Glover flirting with a spaceship, and that's Although, a perfect film. I'm, I'm
0: going to say, I think Solo is actually okay uh, for the span of time in which Sandy Newton is in it. And then when she's gone, She it's is like, very good in that movie. check out.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, so, like, that's, the, like, that's the the lore that I have, a, like, a, a, a deeper understanding of for me because, you know, I didn't grow up on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see some nods to that, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would just like to see a Jedi or someone who, like, uses the Force because, the, like, the Jedi are the thing that makes the Star Wars universe interesting. Or, like,
1: acknowledgement of, like... The our three main characters like from the original trilogy who are all still alive.
0: Yeah, I would like yeah. some grounding of like, because like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't have a sense of what people know about what happened. Right, yeah, I,
1: th- I think that's what, I think that's what this is missing is like, I don't know what people know. I don't know if the people in this know what I know.
0: Yeah, because they clearly don't know who Yoda is, which I guess why would they, they were like, mm-hmm. all these people were really alive when Yoda was like even in power and when he was quote unquote in power, he still was like, not visible to people most of the time. Yeah. But seems like I don't know, I feel like Kara would maybe know who Well no, probably not. I don't know. Can I you I get like some
2: wine. Sorry to interrupt. I just realized we're about to run out of this and I want to make sure you get
0: Yeah, can you it. save me a glass before we're like we're like, we're like we're like a minute away from closing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> What is with you? In like two minutes before the end of stuff, you're like, "Oh, hold on, pause for a second. I gotta get up." And I do, do this my thing. all the
2: time. I go to the bathroom 30 seconds before the show is over.
0: Yeah, it's like, wait, pause the episode of uh, Succession. I need to. I need to do a bunch of stuff in the kitchen. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh see so yeah, I would like to. I would like to see some of that. And I guess we're gonna get it because Ahsoka is a, is well not she's not officially a Jedi, but she basically is a Jedi.
2: Yeah, and she knows those folks.
0: So yeah, we'll see. I think that would be nice. That would be fun. Um. Anyway. Glad we all watched it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. I uh, still love it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I
2: mean, glad Baby Yoda is you. super fucking cute. So oh, cute. Yeah. Keeps me going sometimes. Just thinking about Baby Yoda. I'm like, I can get through this day. Sarah does
1: not want actual children, but Sarah wants a Baby Yoda. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you
0: know, it's all the best parts of babies crammed into one little thing. And like, you know, none of the bad parts, really.
2: And mostly yeah. it can take care of itself. Seems like it can, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: I mean, granted, maybe that's the content I need. I need to see the Mandalorian like change Baby Yoda's diaper. (laughs) Give it a bath.
0: That'd be a great way to open season two.
2: (laughs) He's giving Oh, if you gave Baby Yoda a bath, that would be my shit.
0: Imagine Baby Yoda's like using the force to move all the bubbles around and stuff. Yes. And make like little animals to dance in the bath for him. Oh, yes.
2: Yes. This is the content I'm here for.
0: Can you imagine
2: that? I can. not I should have had all this wine. It's so cute. No, you absolutely should have all this wine.
1: Wine drunk is. mm, I get drunk on wine so quickly, and then I hate myself the next day. Do you have anything
0: you'd like to say that you will regret uh, on on the mic? Uh, Probably,
2: but I can't think of it at the moment. Well, you can take a pause, have a water, a brownie.
0: (laughs) A normal, regular brownie.
2: Yes. (laughs) We only eat normal brownies in this house. Feds watch. We're in New York State. Why would we eat not normal brownies? What even is normal brownie? Think about it, man. Uh, as Kelsey <laughs> Goldman would
0: say, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Mandalorian, let's give it a, you know, it's a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up for it, you know. Thumbs
1: up. One, one thumbs up.
0: It's Star Wars. I do not understand. No, I'm not getting into that, actually. That's that's too negative to end, to end, out, end on. It's a good show. It's, a good, it's show. a good show. It's a good
1: show. We had it's a good time.
0: Room for improvement, I would say. Room yeah. for improvement, but a solid show. And we're back. Show. We're back. We're back. That's
1: the important part is that we're back.
0: That's what you should take away from this is that we personally are back.
1: We are back. We back and we back and we back and we back. And we have another episode scheduled. It's all good.
0: Even better than it was the last time. We're back. Baby.
1: I also mean I have to watch more Disney Plus. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what are we doing next?
1: The season one of The Simpsons. Oh, with my friend Bree. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is on Disney Plus. Yeah. We could have I didn't even I didn't even talk about the, the our experience at Disney World, which is so tied to my current feelings about oh Star Wars. Oh my
2: god, Wars. right. Dude, god, mean, do we need to do a sidetrack right now? We could have done side a whole track. We
0: could have done a whole episode about Disney World. I don't wanna get into it right I now. I mean it's, we it's great. We actually planned to do a whole
1: episode about I Disney wanted World. I want us to do one. You yeah. you weren't into it. I, I feel like it
2: just, I, I was having some negative feelings about Disney World, and
0: Me I still too. have many of them. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, Honestly, could, it's probably worth having a Disney World episode just to talk about current events in <laughs> Disney World. We could
0: still do our Disney World episode. It doesn't we could matter. still
2: do our Disney World episode.
0: All right, we'll, well, we'll take that off the air.
2: But
1: We did go to Disney World.
0: <laughs> Teaser, I guess, for a future episode. Yeah,
1: but, but also that
2: milkshit I mean, was good. Yeah.
0: Yes. And, and the, and the, the, the three event. of us
2: together flew the millennial Falcon. <laughs> Millennium
0: Falcon. Together, but separately.
2: Together but separate. Together
0: but separate. With our good friend Hondo Anaka from the Clone Wars and Rebels. Now, Hondo's kind of an annoying character in, in the oh, Clone Wars. Oh, I think we're good, baby. I think we're
2: good. <laughs> okay. Let's take that off air.
0: Yeah, okay, thank you. Special thanks to Danny... Uh, i Danny Avowed? <laughs>
1: That's his name, yeah. yeah. Special thanks
0: to, to Danny Aboud of the Weeping Willards for use of their song, Outside in the Rain. It's a good song. You can get it on Bandcamp. And get it now.
1: And special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo. You can find her work at carly-rose.com.
0: Special thanks to you, the listener, for, for, demanding, for
1: demanding
0: that we return to from e- our hibernation to deliver our takes. Uh, these takes, you can't stop. The
1: outdated takes.
0: Can't stop these takes. You can't stop these Nothing takes. Nothing can stop these takes. God himself could not stop this podcast.
1: Nope. Thank you to our loyal 44 listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Sarah, for being here with us. You're welcome. In an even greater capacity than usual. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Everyone... This is yep. weird. Take, take take care out there. What's weird about it?
1: I haven't been in the same room with you guys in so
2: long. <laughs> wow.
0: You know what? You know what it sounds like you should you should do? Go, go to therapy. therapy.
2: They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up. Only I can mention me They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me
0: Only I can mention me